Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. This is Dr. Thaddeus Venture, and you're listening to the Long Box Guys. Whatever that means. the long box guys gonna do tonight brain the same thing the long box guys do every night pinky drink and talk about comics they're useless to taking over the world yes hey everybody welcome to this week's episode of the long box guys with me are some of my very best friends since i was a very little kid mike manning how you doing and what are you drinking i'm doing excellent and i am drinking a Feist beer, German-style lager from Counterwake Brewing in Hamden, Connecticut, and it is very tasty. Excellent. It looks tasty. It really does. Tommy, how are you? Camera. Look at that. That's, oh, that's great. Josh, how are you doing? What are you drinking over there, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I am drinking a uh, double IPA from Treehouse called Honey. Honey. Would I like it? I've been looking for a nice vanilla porter. I really liked uh, a couple that I've gotten, and uh, yeah, if anyone out there has a good recommendation, let me know. My new favorite, other than uh, and Tom's cream. I like I like them either really bland or a little vanilla. Bland, it's, it's my wheelhouse. Bland or a little vanilla. Speaking of which, Tommy, how are you doing? What are you drinking? Um. <laughs> uh... My back's bothering me. I'm going a little cheap tonight. I'm drinking some Hamilton's Lowland Scotch. Because uh, you're going to do your shot. Oh, my God. He's in the closet where it happened. Man, no one else wants to be in the closet where it happened. That's a bad time. Speaking of bad times, 2021. Not a good year. If that goes down in your diary as best year ever, what is your life? But it was a year, and we have to talk about it. You know, it's sad, but that probably is someone's best year ever. You know, they graduated from college. They married the woman of their dreams. They they had a baby. Someone out there is going to be 2021 was the greatest year of my life, and I have to explain that to you. They hunkered down, and they never came out. Yeah. They never came out. It's good. If 2021 was a horror movie. They never um, came out. Was the my uh, the name of queen. my sex tape? Uh, I was going to say the name of your queen cover band. Ah, the better one. It's a better one if you know that. I'm the, the full history there. What? Uh, what? Freddie Mercury was uh, was an advocate for gay rights, but he never said he was. Uh, he pretty famously said he never wanted to be, you know, called gay. Because he thought he was other than that. There wasn't really a name for what Freddie Mercury called himself. Many, many times Freddie Mercury said he wasn't gay, in quotations, or whatever. We were using iron, by the way. Oh, good. But thanks for explaining that to us. Fine! (laughs) I miss Freddie Mercury. And we're going to talk about other people we miss, because this year was a shitstorm for losing people. Uh, But, I mean, it was a good year for some things. There was some great TV out there, uh, especially if you're a nerd. Uh, Mikey, uh, what was one of your favorite nerdy TV superhero uh, TV shows of the year? 
All right. So I'm going to go with my number three on my list, which is the best live-action Superman, bar none. Screw you, Christopher Reeve. There is a new champion in town, and that is the WB's Superman and Lois. I have been reading Superman comics since I was able to read, and I tell you, this is the best depiction of Superman and Clark Kent. Oh, all right. And Lois is hot, as she should be. And Lois is hot. (laughs) That's a very aquiline nose. I I didn't notice that before, but when you held up his picture... Uh, it's in profile. That's a, it's a very Greek nose. Here's two things you're going to notice if you watch the series. And it's if you have HBO Max, you can watch the... It's ten episodes. It's uh, easy to get through. Uh, one, this dude is ripped as all get out. And when he is Superman, his whole image change. And he kind of, uh, in a lot of instances, when he deals with the public, floats. Um, to give him that other world quality. Um, and then when he's Clark, he wears baggy fucking clothing, and you would never believe how ripped this dude actually is. <laughs> and he, he pulls it off. And the other thing you're going to notice, other than the way that the actor is able to shift between those two characters, is nobody fucks with his family. Because <laughs> he will put them through a fucking wall. This is the smartest Superman. At one point, this one guy has got uh, a sonic beam going after him, and you know he's 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 got his super hearing all fucked up, and he's like, "Oh, you know what? I can just stomp my hands together, and it'll send a shockwave to knock this asshole on the ground." Uh, so yeah, he, he is not afraid to use all of his superpowers to take care of shit. Yeah, you fight Sonic with Sonic. Yeah. Yeah, we learned anything from the Sonic movie. We learned that. Uh, What was the best villain of that series? Uh, I can't say if somebody's going to watch it. So if you are planning on watching it, I will say that there is a major Superman villain in the series. All right. It's bizarro, isn't it, Mike? I can't say, LT. That's what he's. That's what he's trying to say, isn't it, Tom? By not saying he's staying, it's Bizarro. I am getting a Bizarro vibe. That's all I'm saying. Tommy, what's what's your pick? All right, I'm gonna go with my number one pick before you bastards take it from me, and that is Sweet Tooth. Yes, everyone was dying to say Sweet Tooth. You fucking. Uh, that's an honorable mention for me, so I'm gonna drink. Uh, Excellent Netflix show. Sweet Tooth was just a, a wonderful story that just drew me in. It just, I couldn't wait to watch the next episode when it, it came out. It was just so compelling of a story. The way they told it, the way it was done, the storytelling in it was just fantastic. I think it was even better than the comic book. Uh, yeah, I've got to agree. I mean, the comic book was great, but the comic book, the art in the comic book didn't really draw me in as well as the visuals in the Netflix series. So I think the storytelling in the Netflix series was a little bit better because of that. Um, And the acting was just fantastic. So, you know, I'm going to go with Sweet Tooth. 
Yeah, I wasn't really a huge fan of the original art this week of comic either. It was a little d- d- distracting. That's because Jeff that. Lemire is an outstanding writer and a uh, and an artist. <laughs> and <laughs> and <laughs> caveat. Josh, how about you, brother? In no particular order. Uh, we're sticking with 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 comic related shows, right? Yeah. I mean, nerd-related. I mean, if you want, if you have something that's nerd, so nerdy that it actually bleeds into our purview. No, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm going with the the new season of Young Justice. I'm sticking with Young Justice. Oh, I just saw some of the episode where they link uh, Zatanna, Zatara, and Superman together as an homage to uh, episode uh, the two issue one of Action Comics. I thought that was really cool. Once again, I think they, they, they swung back a bit. I, I don't think it was the best season, but they definitely swung back, uh, swung the pendulum back a bit for me on this season. But it's great. I've, I've been enjoying the, the, I've been enjoying all the Young It's great, great stuff. And Young uh, Justice keeps me guessing. You know, they don't, uh, um, they don't throw the, 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 the easy stuff. You know, it's, it's a little bit difficult to figure out what's going to go on. You can't always predict what's happening. So I like that about Young Justice. They don't softball. It's not easy storylines. It's storylines that have a little complexity to them. Yeah, they keep guessing. And it's if you're if you watch Young Justice, like my wife is not a comic book fan. She just watches it because I watch it. She likes Young Justice. She doesn't get all the. She doesn't get excited when the fucking red tornado shows up like I do, right? right. But uh, so there's something for non comic book fans to enjoy about it the series too yeah I think they do a very good job of individually focusing on characters without dealing with their history yeah right you, you kind of get who everybody is you get what they do and they it's written well enough where everybody could understand the show you wouldn't you, you could have never read a comic book and watched that all the way through and then just fine yeah I agree which is rare for Rare. those kinds of shows. Rare. Uh, I'm going to go with my number one pick because no one's picked it yet and I just love this so much. The Hawkeye TV show was one of the best things in 2021 for me. Drink. I can't drink. believe everyone's not drinking on that. Come on. That was also an honorable mention. Really? Just honorable mention? That's crazy to me. <laughs> uh, this really is my number one spot. Uh, I love the character... I don't want to say character development, but it goes back to a very dark part of Hawkeye's uh, uh, life, and it kind of explains what was going on in his mind, how it was going. Uh, there's a mystery to solve about this watch, and it turns out that it's not what you think the watch is. It actually has to do with something else that he's protecting other than himself. Just great stuff all around. Uh, we get to see Yelena again. Spoiler alert there. But if you haven't watched it by now, fuck off. Uh, she was terrific, and uh, it's Kingpin again, and he's menacing as hell. I forget what a good actor he is, but you think about all the characters. Uh, D'Onofrio, is that his name? Yeah, Vincent yep. D'Onofrio. Yep. Vincent D'Onofrio. When you think of all the characters he's played, like the I didn't even remember that he was the guy from Full Metal Jacket. Oh, yeah. I guess, uh, yeah, I was like, I did make that That's connection. What made him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He was terrific in that role, and he's been in a bunch of other roles, but it's just always all over the place. I've seen him, like a nerdy nebbish. I've seen him playing a couple of things. I'm like, he plays a nerdy nebbish? Great. And his He's most important Marvel role of all time? 
Thor in Adventures of Babysitting. That's right. I forgot he was Thor. God, it's thunder. It's that hair. Remember that hair he had? It's the main bad guy in Men in Black 1. Right. Yeah. The bag of roaches. He was just a big bag of roaches. Wait, you're just a big bag of roaches? Hey, man, I'd say it like that. <laughs> so, uh, Hawkeye, my number one for me for many, many reasons. Uh, and one of them, of course, just being that tour de force uh, acting that he did at the end. I think it was only in a couple episodes, but boy, he just he just ate every seat up. It was so good. I, like, I loved the post-credit musical. That was so much that musical. I want to see that whole fucking musical. We think they made it. Because that musical was not easy to make. That that was not easy to stage and make. You write five more songs and you're done? What the fuck? Why not do it? Yeah, why not? Yeah, Yeah. Disney Plus, you have all the money anyway. You know we'll watch it. Use it. We'll watch it. I'll watch it. I'll go to fucking Broadway and watch the goddamn thing. If... Spider-Man, Turn Off the Night is the opening. I'll still sit through it and watch it. That's too far. I went too far. Yeah. I won't so, Tom, do that. <laughs> one of the things you didn't talk about that I loved about that series was him teaching Kate Bishop how to make the trick arrows. I did love that. And also, when you see the such a great arrow, the pin arrow, the boom, it's on. And they're doing the little trick arrows and the little bio cap thing, which I thought was terrific, too, in the... Uh, and they managed, so the owl in the tree thing was a pretty recent story. Because that actually happened to the New York, the, the, the tree at Madison Square Garden. They found yeah. an owl from Canada that like made the whole trip. And I was like, did they have time to do that? Did they do a reshoot to put an owl in this show? So my wife was like, Oh, there's an owl in there. Don't knock the tree over. Like, suddenly, she was rooting for the owl. Like, everybody else, fuck them all. I'm Team (laughs) Owl. Yeah. The the only thing I wanted out of the Hawkeye show was more bro. They just didn't say bro. Well, bro. uh, You did notice it was on the side of the bed, right? Trust him, bro. Right, but... But those guys should have said bro after every sentence. Bro, it how could they not? It, it would have got a little throw. It would have got a little boy. But still bro. bro. Oh, and we can't, there's a great meme of Kate Bishop where she's on the, the, the rocky horse and he tortures they keep bumping quarters into it. Uh, I thought that was really hilarious. She was just it's, it's like, it's the most boring torture ever, but because of that, it's working. Uh, Loved everything about yeah. it. Sorry we spent too much time on it, but that was my number one with a that, bullet. Great show, bro. Yeah, great show, bro. It's so easy to cosplay. We should all be the fucking mafia for one Oh, day. yeah. That, that uh, definitely. Uh, Pensacon, we are definitely going as the tracksuit mafia. Is it? Uh, are they all red? I think so. Yeah. All right, I gotta get a red one. I got a white we'll, one. Go we'll find it online, and we'll. I'll get. I'll yeah, buy us all suits. Site. Yeah. yeah, same Eight side, eight same eight suits. Eight All you gotta do is supply your own eight chain. Eight. The chains can be different. We're good. Yeah. Mikey, what's what's your second? Uh, for a second, I'm actually gonna do my number one before one of you bastards steals it, and that is Doom Patrol, season two. Yeah. 
I think it's season two. Is it really only season two? It seems like it's hard to believe. It's only no, it's season three. It's season three. Yeah, season three. It's definitely season three. And an honorable mention for me. Between the introduction of Mizur Mala and the Brain and the Brotherhood of Evil, the Garguax episode was just a thing of beauty. These are the outcasts. These are not superheroes that you are watching. It's a non-superhero superhero show. Every one of the characters is fully developed in every episode. They have their own little story that they're dealing with. There's a lot of character development. It's the best, in my opinion, the best comic book TV show of all time. Of all wow. time, all right. Bro. Yeah. yeah. Bro. Wow. Bro. Yeah. Bro. I just thrown out a collar, bro. <laughs> all right, Todd, what's getting your number two hole? Uh, I have Loki. Up, uh, drink. Damn it. You said, yeah, Josh, not even an honorable mention? Uh, I don't know. Hey, my top three, I love Loki. I mean, it was hilarious. It was it was fun, compelling, hilarious. You didn't know where it was going next. Uh, you know, who doesn't love all the variants? Loki, of course, falling in love with himself. I mean, the show had a lot going for it. Alligator Loki. Alligator Loki. Old man Loki, I cried like a baby when old man Loki got it. Oh my god! I had to I like I, I I took a penis shot. I wanted to make sure I made it through the night. <laughs> Josh is un, uh, Josh is unfazed. It's like it was good. Yeah, I, I yeah I felt that way about all the Marvel uh, stuff that they had on Disney Plus this year. I I liked it all, but not enough to to make my top three. Yeah, All right, bro. All right, bro. Yeah. All right. Josh, that brings it to you, bud. So this this teetered for me, and honestly, and it, after just looking at my list, I got to say this is actually my number one, Invincible. Ooh, I forgot about Invincible. I yeah, totally forgot about drink. Invincible. That was my that was my uh, number two choice. Uh, How did I forget? Because Invincible was too early in the year for me. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't sure if it was last year or if it was this year. No, it was came this out in year. March. Yeah. yeah. And COVID I have time. To say, yeah, I am so desperate for season two of Invincible. Oh, it was so good. It was good. I mean, it was just the most brutal, straightforward. It's like they took the most classic coming of age storyline and just put it into the most <laughs> brutal parent-child relationship blender you could ever imagine. And then just toss guts all over it. And then and then shipped it out to the public. I, I have a friend who's a very gentle soul who delivers food to the food pantry. She is a comic book um, dabbler, but she really liked Invincible the first two episodes. And I'm like, you know, I, I know you a little bit. We talk a lot. This gets really brutal really fast. And she's like, well, how bad? I'm like, it gets pretty bad. And, like, the next day, she's like, oh, my God, it got bad. I'm like, no, it hasn't gotten bad yet. 
<laughs> oh, no. It, it, oh, no. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. And, like, she started wearing, like, darker and darker clothes as the weeks went on. Her eyes became haunted. Her makeup changed. She was started to, I think I saw a tattoo. And at the end of the series, she looks at me and goes, wow, that was, you were right. That is totally brutal. What the hell else could happen next episode, next season? I'm like, he hasn't even been raped yet. And she looks over at me. She's like, what? I'm like, it gets so much worse, man. Just stop. Go back to me and Mary Sunshine. I miss you. And um, that was uh, the last I saw of her. <laughs> I think she's on a pole now somewhere in Rhode Island. Good series, though. Damn good series. Great, good series. Great series. Uh, that brings uh, me so to what you're saying, Tom, is Invincible, it's life-changing. It is life-changing. It, it, it changes. It changes some people's lives. Even even the guy that was on the truck with her was uh, like visibly shook by it. He had like a Thor tattoo. Like he was a comic book nerd, and uh, he was like, "I can't believe they're doing all this." Like on a cartoon, I'm like, man, you should have maybe done a little research. <laughs> Just like ten minutes on the web would have prepared you a little bit. Um, uh, let's bring you to my number two. I think I'm stealing this one from Josh, and I'm pretty sure I'm stealing this one from Mikey. Uh, I loved Hitmonkey. No? I did love Hitmonkey. I, uh, yeah. It was fine. I'm, I'll give a... I'll drink to it. honorable mention. Just honorable mention? That made my, mm-hmm. my three spot. Because I forgot. I already went with Hawkeye, Sweet Tooth, and Loki. I'm yeah. done. I, I would have uh, I would have actually had uh, Invincible in number three in Hitmonkey more as an honorable mention if I remembered it. But, uh, man, Hitmonkey's just hit all the right things for me. Josh has been tell, told me... Like, early on, like, hey, you missed this. And I went back and saw it. I'm like, holy shit, I did not miss the Silver Samurai. A little little precursor of the Silver Samurai in the very first fucking uh, episode. So I started paying more attention. The more I paid attention to it, the better this fucking series got. And then, like... I will say this about Hitmonkey. Hitmonkey, I've watched twice. Whereas Loki, I've only watched once. All right, that's something. Yeah, Hitmonkey, you can watch a couple of times. Hitmonkey, I like... Just keep watching. It's like... It's like... Thor, Thunder, uh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. You can just keep watching it over and over again. Spider-Man into the multiverse. Yeah. yeah. Can have that in the background all day. Every old uh, Archer season one and two, I can have those episodes out in the background to the day I die and I'm fine and puttering around the house. Hitmug is the same way. I look up. Oh, that's how I like this part. We say, you know, yeah. This guy's going through a shredder and say, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so that was my number three. Love the series. I, I'm really hoping uh, we, we get a, a, a couple more. Wait, what do you got number uh, three there, Mikey? Well, I did have Invincible, which was actually my number two, but because Josh stole the thunder on that, I'm going to go to an honorable mention, and that is Modoc. I forgot Modoc! Modoc so mechanism. Only, only designed for. for no, for mechanism. Mobile killing. organism designed only for killing. True. Or kissing. Or kissing. Or kissing. Okay. The episode at the bar with no name just fucking made me tear up uh, at the end of it. Ingar uh, the Screamer makes an appearance for fuck's sake. That's so good. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> plays baby cakes. Sure. Because why not? You sure? Wait, yeah. you sure it was Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, 
What are you, a Milner? <laughs> what are you, a Milner? Yeah, once again, I, I thought Modoc was good at some parts and other parts not so much. It was a, I don't know if it would have made my honorable mentions, but it was a good show. I enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Everything made me laugh. <laughs> Tommy, what do you got for your first honorable mention? Or, uh... Uh, so one of the things that we haven't mentioned is uh, there was a Netflix series called Shadow and Bone that I liked. Uh, yeah, it's, it's from a novel, but not a, yeah, yeah. Not a comic. But I, I enjoyed that. Hope it gets another season. I think it will. Um, I have uh, I thought it was okay. I read the first couple of books uh, as well. Does the story go downhill, Josh? No. I think it's... I think they started to teen romance the TV sh- the show a bit too much for me. Started to get a little uh, a little Riverdale for me there at the end, but um, but but don't get me wrong, Riverdale is one of my guilty pleasures too. But it's not something it, it's not where I want to see my my high fantasy go. But uh, no. hopefully, I mean we'll, we'll see. But I mean they certainly poured some. Uh, there was a some very, very good production value in yeah. that show with some good names and the acting was well done and I liked the band of misfits, the thieves. So I, I would like to see the show make it and I'd like to see them do a little better in subsequent seasons, but I, I, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. So that's one that wasn't didn't seem to get a lot of hype that I hope uh, continues on because I'd like to see where the story goes. And the author, Maggie... I'm gonna not gonna take a shot at pronouncing her last name. I'm gonna just skip it. But um, uh, she is a, a very lovely person. I've met her in person a couple of times, and she's uh, very engaging. Um, yeah, she, yeah. I, but I've seen her in a couple of cons too. You're, you're right. She's yeah, terrific. She's absolutely yeah. She's fantastic as a person. Yeah. Yeah. She makes the rounds. She she does author signings uh, quite often. Yeah. Good folk. Uh, yeah. But that does bring us back down to you, Josh. Um. I know I now this was this was peaks and valleys for me, but I love the series as it self-contained. I love the animation style. What if? What if was terrific. I what just if saw the what if with uh, Star Lord. I, I would what? take an entire season of Agent Carter again and again Ugh. and again. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I I would take that show day in and day out. Uh, some of the. I mean, I just want to say one thing in particular. Dude, guys, it's, it's random. You don't understand. It's, it's random. Yeah, it's the multiverse. It can be yeah, anything. It's random. It's not. It's not. It's not a. It's not a. It's not genocide. Because it's, it's random. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. I don't. I don't really see what people don't get about that, right? <coughs> Uh, yeah, so Thanos' appearance in that was one of my favorite bits. I loved, uh, yeah, I loved Agent Carter. I think they did a great job with a lot of the stuff, and uh, the the culmination of the team at the end was was well done. It's nice. Culmination. Culmination. Uh, I just saw that one last night. For some odd reason, we accidentally skipped uh, T'Challa going into space. So I watched that just last night, and <laughs> Thanos explaining. That it's random, so it's not genocide. And how T'Challa caught him. 
that there was a better way of allocating all the resources in the universe, maybe double them, double the resources instead of having the people. That's, that's, that's wacky. That's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I just thought everyone's just like, dude, that, that, that kind of sounds like genocide to me. No, no, you don't understand. understand. It's random. It's random. Um, so, without getting into too much about the Eternals movie, which nobody has seen, Thanos is the fucking hero of the Marvel Universe. Does he kill the Eternals? No. No, we don't see him anywhere. All right, spoilers if you haven't seen the Eternals. Right Right after the blip, right after the blip where everybody comes back, it's when the countdown starts because now there are enough people on the planet for the Celestial to feed off of all the life forms on Earth. And that is the big bad. So Thanos actually... So Thanos was trying to save us the whole time. Saved the universe, or saved Earth for five years until the Avengers fucked it up. Plus there were whales in the Hudson River for the first time ever. Unemployment was pretty much unheard of. I gotta tell you, man, free snap They make a good argument for it in The Winter Soldier, which is my first... um, uh, honorable mention. Was that this year? That was this year. Yeah. Winter Soldier? No. no. It was like eight years ago, dude. No, no. Captain America and the Falcon. Oh, no. Falcon, Falcon and Falcon. the Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yes, was yeah. this year. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, was it? Very beginning. Really? I'm almost, really? I'm almost sure. Ah. Sure was last year? I thought it was it 2020. It feels like last year. Everything COVID feels like time is just screwing with me. Yeah, COVID is screwing with me. Someone give a double check on that, but... Uh, I can't think it was this year. And uh, it was yeah, yeah. March right. 2021. Huh. Yeah, I'm telling you, COVID's huh. messing with it. It's giving okay. us all the Mandela effect. The Mandela yeah. effect is no longer a effect. We're gonna all of effect. the Marvel TV shows were this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? All of them. All Which one? All of them. All of them. I know what you're thinking, those of you who watched all eight seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. like I did, because Tom said it's. Worth it's it, been, you fucker. It was worth it until I tapped out. It's not even canon now. <laughs> Hawkeye destroyed it. Yeah. 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 Fine. Uh, it's a multiverse. It's fine. It's, it's fine. We're good. We're going to get back to 616. One verse, two verse, three verse. So that, I'll give another honorable mention to WandaVision. Uh, it had a lot of problems, but it was also fun to watch, and no no show has dealt with grief as well as WandaVision as far as all these other ones go. I wish they had gotten into more of the PTSD uh, angle that Bucky is suffering from in Falcon and Winter Soldier, but they covered grief so well in WandaVision. Um, and Wanda, let's face it, the fucking bad guy of the, <laughs> the series. Yeah. And that is fine. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you can you can recast Agatha any way you want to, but uh, uh, she was just in there swinging. She wanted to be the bad guy. She didn't make it. Yeah, I so very much wanted that to follow the Vision comic miniseries more so than what they did. Yeah, that that's, um, that's a little brutal, man. That yeah, I couldn't. It, it didn't. It didn't really click with me. Like I, I, I sat through it. I watched it. Europe right on certain points where it dealt with uh, grief and loss and after effect in a way that most most shows, certainly not 
what you'd expect from Marvel to to come around with. Uh, but I, I they kind of actually, that, yeah, they kind of actually dealt with it in every every series. The after effects of everything that was going on, everything was a reaction to what the movies had done. Yeah. You're not wrong. No, it's it's just they, yeah, they 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 definitely took a different direction in WandaVision, and it was really early, sort of in the Marvel TV show line, where you sort of expected them to kind of go for the wow rather than the introspection. I thought, I thought they would have lost a lot of viewers off WandaVision because it was it was kind of a downer. Right, it was it was a downturn. It was not an action show. Yeah. It was not flashy yeah. Marvel. It was a I mean, it was a pretty risky show, I think, to bring people on to Disney Plus and onto Marvel TV. When you consider that one of the biggest fight scenes in the entire TV show was Vision arguing with Anti-Vision about a philosophical problem that has plagued mankind for uh, uh, thousands of years, that was the big battle. They yeah. were arguing about, you know, uh, what was the name of the boat? Daja, bail me out there. What? What are we talking about? The boat, uh, Pericles' boat, if you replace it board by board. That that philosophical question about what is real and what is not real uh, when you replace something piece by piece was a battle scene. It was a battle scene. It was just a philosophical question that, you know, philosophers like my good friend Josh have talked about for you know, thousands and thousands of years. I'm like, that's the fight. You're just going to yeah, talk about whether... Scott Pilgrim versus Nega Scott. That guy yeah. he seems all right to me. Like, yeah, because Scott Pilgrim's the <laughs> fucking villain of that story. Yeah, yeah we're going to go get pancakes later this week. Nega Scott is the opposite. He's a nice, nice. guy. He's a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. It's an odd choice. It's an odd choice. Uh, anybody other else with honorable mentions? Should pop out there. We went a little long on movies. You guys want to do comics too? We 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 haven't done movies. We've done television. I'm sorry, TV. We went a little long on television. No, you want to do movies, guys? Yeah. yeah, movies. I think it was going to go a lot faster. Yeah, I think so too. Yep. All right, Mikey, give me your number one. My number one? Yeah. Oh yeah, without not, a not number one, just any order. My cool. number one, without a doubt, is James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Really? I didn't think you liked that as much as I did. I um, loved that movie. It, it might be my favorite DC movie of all time. Um, I love the TDK. Uh, I, I thought it was just an amazing movie from uh, beginning to end. I loved all the characters in it. Even, um, the, even the throwaway ones. Even the weasel? He killed 23 kids. He lived. And he screwed me, <laughs> screwed me on oh, the goddamn bet. You. Oh, did he screw you? So we had a little bet going on who'd be the Fuck first to die. Fuck Josh it. had the weasel, and he thought he'd won right until the end credits. Oh. <laughs> right into the drink, first two minutes of the movie, I was like, oh. Nobody checked to see if Weasel could <laughs> swim. Anybody <laughs> see if Weasel could swim? <laughs> and then he fucking revives in the post credit. Are you kidding me? I'm watching the credits Bullshit. go, who the fuck is this Sylvester Stallone playing? So what? I forgot he played Kate Shark. Yeah. I forgot that was so bad. 
I forgot that was Sylvester Stallone the whole time. You want more uh, details on that? Go ahead and listen to our podcast. We did an entire podcast on how much we loved the Suicide Squad. It was awesome. Tommy, give me your number one and what are your number threes? Uh, I mean, Suicide Squad was up there for me. Black Widow also was uh, up there. Uh, it's hard to rank these movies for me, but Black Widow and Suicide Squad were pretty much on par. So Black Widow, great, because that was my number two spot. Mikey, you made a face. You didn't love Black Widow? Oh, let's finally give uh, a solo movie to the Black Widow and make her part of a team. No, I didn't yeah. like the Black Widow. Yeah, pretty much. No, I just they, wanted a goddamn spy movie. Yeah, I just wanted a goddamn yeah. spy movie and f- to actually see, not get told what happened in Bulgaria. <laughs> yeah, I wanted yeah. to see it. Look, Mikey, Mikey, there was a freaking pandemic going on. This was one of the best things that happened this year. I love the Red Guardian. <laughs> you can love him and still not love the movie, Tom. It's You're right. A- that's okay. I love a lot of things, and I love this. I, I hear what you guys are saying. This may not have been the best Black movie that Black Widow movie that could have been made, but it was, still wasn't a bad Black Widow movie. No, it wasn't a bad movie. It was a bad Black Widow movie. You're wrong. <laughs> I'm with Josh on this one a little bit. I would have liked the spy movie, too. I mean, it loaned itself to the genre so effortlessly, effortlessly. And I don't know so why we had to have it. Yeah. So, Josh, what was your number one? I just choked on this list of movies, honestly. It's okay. Like, I, I you can just say the Suicide Squad. That's fine. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> I, I, I actually, I mean, I have a list of superhero movies up, right? Like, and I, I, I like Suicide Squad. It was fine. Wow. Uh, Name off a couple that uh, will like The first 26% of Shang-Chi. Yeah. That bus scene? Bus scene was great. Yeah. Bus scene was great. I I was like, oh my God, they're going to make a legit martial arts movie out of Marvel. No, Flying Dragons. (laughs) Ready? And I was like, really? That's what we're doing? That's where we're going? Fuck you. (laughs) I really like Razor Fist. It's fine to like Razor Fist. And he was part of the bus scene. And they had another hour and 48 minutes to have a great martial arts movie with Simu Lee, who I never even realized was a martial artist. I mostly recognized him from the freaking Canadian sitcom about his Kim's Convenience. Kim's Convenience, which is hilarious. He's a great comic actor. Welcome to Canada. You're Korean. It's fantastic. Then he and takes off his shirt and goddamn Superman or Jake from State Farm in it. Boom! Seriously, and the busy was great. They did a they did a fantastic yeah. job. It was a very fun, well choreographed, well acted. They mixed in like the the physical motion with the special effects to get people like jogged around. It was very good. And then they just went all CGI villain, all off the rails, other world stuff, and just left. The greatest martial artist without doing any martial arts for the next hour and a half. It was a, it was tragic. I, I agree with that. I really did hate the fact that there wasn't a martial And I say that about almost every martial art movie I see. Hey, where's my martial arts? All right. Yeah. I'm going to just jump in here with my number two, and I haven't seen it. 
Spider-Man No Way Home? Spider-Man. <laughs> and you haven't seen it. But you I have not seen it, two. but uh, hey, I... I it. it was a good film, but as soon as I would hear a piece of dialogue, I knew what was coming next. Well, Josh, what were you about to say there, buddy? I mean, like I bet on Spider-Verse before it came out. I predicted the greatness of Spider-Verse, so... I haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home, or uh, whatever it is this time. Uh, I have not seen the latest Spider-Man movie, nor did I get to see the Ghostbusters this year. So I, I feel like I, I can't... I uh... saw both at the drive-in. I love the Ghostbusters movie. But, I, uh, yeah, so I feel like I'm, I'm a little behind on, uh, on a couple of the movie things, but I don't know. Yeah, but you don't have the plague, so you're okay, buddy. I'm okay, yeah. Okay. Tom, okay. Tom, did you have any? Uh... Uh, 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 the uh, I, I almost don't want to say this because I know everyone's going to boo me down. No one else liked this movie but me. I liked Wonder Woman. Wonder uh, Woman eighty four was was that this, this year? year? Was, was I think it was a very was it? was it last year? I thought it was like uh, Christmas last year. Yeah, I think, I think that was last year. Yeah, I think oh, you okay, never it. mind. Good, don't make fun of me of it again then. I mean, that's fine yeah, if you last liked year. it, Tom. I did I'm like not going to boo you for liking it. Yeah, not going to yeah. boo you for liking it, but it wasn't last year, yeah. There's no other outstanding Marvel movies that really stick out of my head besides Suicide Squad and... Uh... <laughs> the Zack Snyder cut of oh, Justice, Justice League, League is better than the Justice League movie. And I will die on that hill. I didn't say true. it was a good movie. I said it's, it's a better movie. That's what you're fair. saying is true. That's true. It is uh, a better movie. Still not a good movie, but it's yeah, still, it made my number movie. three because I was so disappointed in every other comic movie. In this every year. other comic book movie. There were some. Uh, there were a couple of stickers out there. Yeah. But you know what, Mike? You know what Zack Snyder should have done? He did all those reshoots. He should have reshot that little family in. In, in the outskirts of, of Siberia, that that house got destroyed. He should have reshot that little girl with a can of raid, trying to fight off the, the parademons. That wasn't even in the Snyder movie. Exactly. He should have reshot it and put it in the post credits. Yeah, he just got rid of that altogether. altogether. Yeah, he was like, we're right, good with that shit. He should have reshot it with the girl fighting off parademons with a can of raid. And put it in the post credits. No, he <laughs> so was he right to get rid of it. Not at all. <laughs> so there are actually two DC animated movies that I wanted to see. They're on my list that I have not seen yet. Did anybody watch Injustice? Or um, the other one was Batman Soul of the Dragon. Did anybody see those? I saw Injustice. I liked Injustice, but it was uh, it was so reminiscent of the, uh, the video game series for me that I felt like I already knew everything. But... Okay. Wonder Woman, alternate Wonder Woman torturing Batman was worth it. That oh, insult just cost you three ribs. Is it like she just on HBO? him over, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I assume they're on HBO, because that's where a lot not of the, the DC form. stuff lands, but um, Soul of the Dragon looked really interesting, and Injustice looked good. I just didn't get around to seeing him. All right, let's go to comic books. We have nothing good to say about movies. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I I only got one on my list. Only one comic book made me like, I got to go out and make sure I get all of these. 
and that was Strange Academy. I love Strange Academy. Anybody else read it? Nope. Strange Until... Academy, you say? Yeah. I wonder why you like that so much, Tom. Strange. Because it's awesome. Academy. Yeah. Academy. So Dr. Strange opens up his own Hogwarts, which is basically what this is. Fair. That's probably stemming from, uh, does he have his apprentice again? Yes. And, okay. um, so she came back? She did. And uh, we got Asgardian teachers. Uh, we also have the um, the thoughtful ones. Do you guys remember the mindless ones? Uh-huh. Minor characters in the yeah. Doctor Strange universe? Yeah. So he has the thoughtful ones as the groundskeepers. And the thoughtful ones are the mindless ones as gentle, benign creatures who help the students and protect the lair. It's terrific. <coughs> he has uh, Kid Thor's there. Not Kid Thor, sorry. Kid Loki is there. A bunch of uh, different magical beings and creatures from across the Marvel Universe show up to go to the school. Um, most of the comic books are one-shots, uh, but part of a bigger story of these guys going through magical training. And it's just done very well, very fun, and it's... Um, just got a lot of energy to it, and I like the artwork. The artwork's kind of old school Marvel, uh, with like a Storenko bent to it. Where, like, hey, we're gonna play hallways. Oh man, I don't want to play hallways. Hallways is this game where you go into random doors and you come off anywhere in the multiverse, and it's like a game of tag. And uh, it's just fun, double fun, but it's great. Strange Academy, go get it. Mikey, what was your uh, big one this year? Uh, I had three. Um, If you have not been reading the other history of the DC Universe, these are giant-sized, black-label graphic novels. Uh, They go at one or two superheroes and retell their entire history. It's a prose novelization with images from the the history of the character um, redone by whatever artist is drawing that issue. So they've got Black Lightning, they've got uh, Renee Montoya's question, um, they've got uh, Bumblebee and uh, whatever Hal, uh, Hal's superhero name is the Guardian. Uh, he or Gabriel, whatever he he's had a bunch of different names. Uh, it is uh, fan service for hardcore DC lovers, and it's a great way to get the history of these characters. If you're not a hardcore DC lover, uh, to get jump in right in and uh, see just these beautiful images. Um, number two for me was Chip Zdarsky has finished his run on the Daredevil and it is fucking good. Chip Zdarsky uh, who may, many of you probably know from like Sex Criminals uh, he also had an amazing run on Jughead. He he does so much justice to Daredevil. Daredevil in the first issue of the series, which actually started in 1919, and the run goes all through the way through 2021, Daredevil accidentally kills uh, a robber 
with his baton um, and gives up being the dare uh, be, gives up being daredevil uh, Catholic him, yeah. uh, and Electra is like you are just stupid this is not doing anything you should help me take over the hand and everything and it's it does a great job of not only telling daredevil story but telling a kingpin story that is going on simultaneously where he is the mayor of New York and finds out that there are people, the richest people in the U.S. uh, don't view him as a threat at all. Um, He is just an insect because they are so rich and powerful that he doesn't even rate a discussion with them. Um, It is really good. So check out, if you're a fan of Daredevil, you're going to love Chip Zdarsky's run on it. And then uh, my number one is such a beautiful and amazing comic. Uh, It is by Tom King and Mitch Gerardius and Doc Shatner do the artwork. When they're on RAM, it's Doc Shatner doing the artwork. It's Silver Age style. It's beautiful. It's bright. And when Mitch Gerardius is doing it, it's gritty, real world set in uh, On Earth. And it is the story of Adam Strange trying to save the planet Ran and what results from it. I'm not going to spoil it, but it is a sci-fi noir adventure. So well, that's great. Mr. Terrific great. is the hard-boiled detective trying to figure out the mystery. And he, it is Mr. Terrific's best comic Ever. I pray indeed, my friend. Yep, I recommend everybody read Strange Adventures. Get on that one. Tommy, anything big on your uh, was on your radar this year? Yeah, so um, so I don't read a lot of brand new comics, as you guys know, because I'm still trying to catch up for my 30 year hiatus. But uh, uh, one of the comics that I liked this year was Hailstone, which if I can get it to come in. Yep. Hailstone on Comixology Unlimited. Uh, this was a, you know, five or six issues. It was a mystery, western, uh, sci-fi story type thing. Um, it was really good, well-written, well-drawn. It was nice. It was good. Um, Snow Angels was another really great story that came out this year. Se- season two came out this year. Season one came out last year by, um, uh, pull that up. My tablet's old and slow by Jeff Lemire. I love it. Which is sort of post-apocalyptic storyline about the people living in in a trench in an ice-covered world and everything these two girls have been told about their meager existence living in the trench it's wrong and they're coming to terms with the fact that not only has their dad just been killed but everything they've been told is wrong um and so they're sort of trying to figure all that out um another great sort of noir sort of almost like a historic noir uh type thing is the good asian 
which is about um, about the first or about a, an Asian uh, police officer uh, right after the uh, Chinese Exclusion Act. Uh, he's investigating crimes in San Francisco's Chinatown, looking for uh, uh, somebody that worked for his kind of adopted family uh, friend type thing all the while. And he's kind of coming to grips with the fact that in order to kind of do his investigation, he has to kind of be the shitty person to his culture that everyone else on the police force is. And so he often has to be like, you know, don't worry, I'll protect you to all the people that he's talking to, but really he's not protecting them. He's just acting like any other cop that that would be to these people to get the answers he needs uh, and his conflicted nature towards that um, because he wants to help and protect. And, but at the same time, he needs to find the answers that he needs to to hunt down the, the, this person that he's looking for. Um, so it kind of plays on with his morals at the same time. It's really well written. So, cool. it's, like I said, got a lot of historical background to it as well. So, so those are those are my three picks. Judge, how about you? I did not do a lot of reading of new books this year. Um, I will say, the uh, the sort of the second run of the second series for Mark Russell for Second Coming Only Begotten Son came out this year oh, yeah. um, so if you get a chance go read that he had, uh, a, he had a few he had Billionaire Island Yeah, uh, he had, he had uh, Zero Star Squadron that just started is that just started? I didn't realize Billionaire yeah. Island came out this year yeah it was actually late it was like in June or something like that. Those two uh, titles sound like the names of uh, musical guest stars on Saturday Night Live. Like, just random words that I don't understand put together like that. Are they good? Billionaire Island? Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean... I've, yeah. yeah. Got, uh, my favorite scene of Billionaire Island is they're having a funeral for this dude, and the mourners are lined up, but right behind them is the stock exchange, and people just come over... To the people, uh, to the new CEO, and say, "I'm sorry for your loss," but they're actually referring they're to the right. stock, they're not <laughs> to referring to the dead top. guy. That's pretty funny. Uh, so yeah, I do have I have a, a huge pile waiting for me at my comic shop. I got to stop in there. But yeah, 2021 was not the not the year for uh, getting that stuff done for me. Yeah, that's the... it. was a strange and uh, and honestly difficult year, but. Uh, but there's a uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff coming out. Bless you, Mike. They can see you on YouTube. Don't worry. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, everybody. I muted yeah. it before I did it. You muted it. You got it. You got it, Mike. You can see yeah, the yeah. spray, but you can't hear it. That's the important thing. That's, That's right. right. Uh, I did forget one comic book that I started collecting. Uh, I think at the very beginning of the year, but it definitely has been going this year, which is Savage Avengers. Anybody else reading Savage Avengers? Oh, it's Conan as an Avenger. It's terrific. Uh, you guys are great. Uh, pick up a couple issues. It's kind of crazy. Uh, once you have Conan in the Savage Land and in Africa, 
uh, kind of messing around, picking up other Avengers, like the Black Widow is in there for a while, uh, Blade is in there for a while, Ghost Rider's in there for a while. It's just, just a very odd cast of Avengers being the Savage Avengers, uh, mostly in the Savage Land, but also um, in other parts of the world. It's just a terrific, fun, fun, silly at times, but serious at times goblins. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. And my honorable mentions would be Clear by Scott Snyder, and also uh, there's a comic called Radiant Black that I read volume one of that I kind of want to see where it's going that looks like it might turn out to be good. It was a little slow in the beginning, but I think I'm kind of interested to see where where it goes from here. Um, you finally kind of read Clear? Of... Yes. <laughs> yes, Mike. You son of a bitch. Uh, how long has he been telling you to read that? It's good. Uh, my honorable mention is... It's about 2021. <laughs> my honorable mention is the Rorschach series. By Tom King. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Also a noir series, um, delving into a lot of the, yeah, that's more of a pure straight noir. Whereas Strange Adventures uh, got a lot of the white savior colon, uh, colonialization uh, themes to it. Is uh, Rorschach bound uh, yet? Is it? Uh, do we have a, a graphic right. novel trade? Um, it should be, if uh, not now, but soon. Um, just about every issue is on Comixology. If you wait another two months or so, two or three months, they'll have all of uh, the entire series on. The only other comic book I really got into this year because I didn't discover it until earlier this year, and I'm pissed off. I I took my wrath out on Mike already that no one told me about Rat Queens. Talk about a comic book that is exactly in my uh, wheelhouse. I mean, Rat Queens is a Dungeon Dragon story with uh, a female group of adventurers who are horny and silly and fun and go on these incredibly man. weird adventures. I think I propped up Rat Queens like eight years ago, man. Like, <laughs> I know. You did. And we, we're going to have to go back and listen to the podcast. Go back. Well, I, yep. I, the Rat Queens was on my list for a long time, so... I think I proselytized about that for a while when it first came out. I apologize for not listening to you harder. What a great, great... How many... Uh, I've got, like, four graphic novels, which is a lot for me, like, in a couple of weeks. Like, I just I think can't that's get more than all of them. That's probably all of them, right? It's I think not, that's more than close. all of them. That might be... That might be all of them, yeah. Yeah, because they had volume one, which was two epi- uh, two graphic novels. Right. Then volume two. And I got two, two and three, and there's one more that I can get, so it's four. Okay. Sure, sounds uh, right. They got a uh, they got a board game. They got a uh, Kickstarter game coming out today. I'm in Kickstarter. You guys got to play it with me, yeah. just so I can be better. Sure. My uh, my Marvel's Dice Thrones is already. I paid my very chart me for shipping, so I, I should have that soon. Oh great! And they charge me for shipping on the uh, Marvel on the DC Thrones. Uh, I'm sorry, the Dice Thrones Adventures. So. Oh, I can't wait to play that. That way we can actually play together. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, I think you said DC, but you meant just Dice Thrones. I meant Dice Thrones, yeah. Dice Thrones Adventures and Marvel Dice Thrones, yeah. That would be great. uh, Dice Thrones is a terrific game, but you have to always fight against each other. We kind of like cooperative games. Right. And this will be a little more cooperative. All right. Um, I guess that kind of does the big things for for this year. Anyone have anything else they want to jump in on? Uh, what, do we have another category, or are we just... Uh... Well, we, we, we have yeah, pop okay. culture in general. 
Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for. A, I'm gonna go for a short list of some of the people we lost. Yeah, and we did lose um, some good people. Uh, uh, Arch Reverend Desmond Tutu. Uh, we lost him this year. Um, people, if you don't know who that is, uh, for for the love of all that's holy, go out and find out. Uh, learn some of the history of South Africa and apartheid and realize how much that man did for, for millions of people. Um, and then I'm just going straight straight in with Dean Stockwell. Yeah, Quantum Leap fame. Quantum Leap. Battlestar Dude. Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. Love Dean. Uh, Peter Scolari. Lost Peter Scolari. Norm MacDonald. Thank you. Uh, Ed Asner, of course. Mike. Now, looking directly at you, but get out of there. <laughs> For, if you want to understand what Josh is referring to, we have another podcast. Uh, if you go over to podbean.com slash the longbox guys, you can donate a dollar a month and you will get this extra podcast no, no, called Podbean's the Podbean's a free one, Mike. Oh, I'm sorry. Patreon.com slash the logbox guys, and you will be able to subscribe to ours for just a dollar a month. You get the Geek Leak, which is available almost every week. We do a podcast, and on that, we play multiple games. One of the games that we have been playing was Dead or Alive, where I would take a movie or a TV show and I would ask if the characters on that were dead or alive. But I have become the fucking Grim Reaper of the world by doing uh, Dead or Alive, and then weeks later, people start dying from that cast. So we, from now on, are only going to do Andy Dick. That's <laughs> Andy Dick shows. Until Andy, Andy Dick, Dick is dead. Sorry, Andy Dick. Uh, Charles Grodin, we lost this year. Uh, Jessica Walters. Yeah, from Archer fame. And Archer, Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Oh, yeah. So much more. Christopher Plummer. Oh. Uh, and uh, a man I was very, very happy to meet, uh, Larry King. Lost Larry King this year. And I, I'm not sure. I don't think you mentioned Betty White. And, and just uh, just recently, it's too fresh in my mind, Betty White. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, I think Betty White uh, bowed out at the perfect time because, uh, a, a, like, four days later, her 100th uh, birthday edition of uh, People Magazine came out, which is just, like, the best comic timing you can possibly get. Like, she was, she was a genius at so many things. We also lost Cloris Leachman. Uh, well, that's another one of yours, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Dick Hoyt, so we, we had talked about that before. He he ran the Boston Marathon with his son. Oh, yeah. Son, yeah. Um, Great statue of Dick Hoyt uh, over in the... Uh, there is. Yeah, terrific, terrific. Hank, good, good person, good story. Hank Aaron, uh, the greatest Atlanta Brave of all time, and I'll fight you guys on it if, you don't, if you're going to try to say somebody else. But I really think that the Atlanta Braves should rename their team the Atlanta Hammers. You surely oh, I would should not, name I them would not the Atlanta Colonizers. 
Oh, the hammers. That's great, actually. It's terrific. There is a that's petition a out to rename them the hammers, and I hope that they do it because Hank Aaron was the Atlanta Braves, even after he retired. Oh, absolutely. That's fair. And, I mean, the Braves is pretty gay. Yeah. Yeah. Just okay. You haven't watched Brockmire, have you? Oh, I watched Brockmire. I love Brockmire. No, I changed the name to Teams the Colonizers. Yeah, we get the joke, LJ. You just okay. you run right. into the ground a little bit. Awesome. Uh, it's the best baseball joke. It's a good baseball joke. And you're not wrong, right? You were right the first four times. So I mean, you might bring it back around on the 20th, but... So there were there were a there were a bunch of board games that we played this year that I really enjoyed playing. Uh, Josh, you supplied Plunder, which is a great game where you're playing pirates just trying to go get some booty. Um, It's a fun game to play, except with LT's wife. Uh, So (laughs) if you get a chance, Plunder is great, and then. Moonshine Empire. Moonshine was great, yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Nice guys. Just running around the swamp. I Horrified. Oh, Horrified. Oof, yeah, Horrified. Horrified by Ravensburger Games. If you, It's such an easy game to learn how to play, so it's a great entry point for people who don't really play board games. The rules are simple. It's easy enough to understand. It's a co-op game, so... You guys are playing together. I'm just going to make a house rule from now on when we play it. We have to stay in character. We can't meta-strategize. We're going to make it kind of like Shadows over Camelot, where you can't be like, hey, if you do this, then I'll do this next round, and we can do that and that. Fuck that. Stay in character. And I agree. I'm going to to step out just for a second, Mike, and say for all co-op games, my problem is if one person knows how to play the game, it runs over everybody else, and so you you flatten the curve with that. Yeah. And yeah. and that's sort of what has always frustrated me about co-op games. And so yeah, I agree that there has to be some level of swim or die. But you got to help the new guy a little bit to get the rules going. Like the first game, rules you can co-op and co-op. Are it. Strategy. Swim or die. I think that first game help swim out. Swim or die. Nice, but okay. <laughs> yeah, and I've got uh, the American Monsters version of Horrified, which, which you go up against oh, the Ozark Howler, the Banshee of the Badlands. Wait, a Pukwudgie? Is there a Pukwudgie? Uh, no, there's a Chubacabra. Oh, Mothman. Nope. Bigfoot. Nope. Jersey Devil? And a Jersey Devil. Yeah! There's no Pukwudgie. I'm done. That game is dead. Wait, no champ? Uh, that's that's all they have. Uh, no champ for late champ play? That's a good one. Uh, also, Mysterium is a fun game. Um, <laughs> Excellent game. Again, it is a great game unless you're playing with LT's wife. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she's fine as long as she's not the ghost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's a bad ghost. Not the best ghost. Josh is horrible as the ghost also, but he was really drunk by the time he played the ghost, so I'll, I'll give you a mulligan on that one. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, that is a game where you play psychics trying to figure out. It's like Clue, but uh, with but pictures. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I loved 
stuff fables, which Tom is never going to play with us again because it is just too, too traumatic for him. But playing the stuffed animals, protecting a little girl from the Lord of Nightmares as she moves from her crib to a big girl bed, just fucking, it was fun. I liked playing. The book is beautiful. I, gotta I say. did like stuffed fables. And I, what I really appreciated about the game design there was rather than the, the sort of the panels most other games have gone with to lay on the ground, the whole thing was in that flip book, in a spiral-bound book. And the map was on one side, and all the rules for the map were on the other side. It was very succinct. It was very well done. The, the, the build creation for that game was, was really thoughtful really thoughtful for players. I, I was like, I was impressed. And that's a campaign co-op game, so yeah, it's it. you guys against the board, and uh, so good. That you could just keep on playing and playing and playing. Beautiful, beautiful book. Yeah. I really did enjoy that. I love the fact that uh, Swingers and uh, the, uh, the, the BDSM community has totally embraced board games and co-op games rather than hot tubs. The uh, Venn diagram of people who swing and people who play board games has pretty much become a big-ass circle. Do you know how much like, hot tubs cost? I know, and how much does Mysterium cost? It's like it's, like getting all those games is about the same as the hot tub. Don't fucking fool yourself, John, for a second. Oh, no, it's not when you try to get the power from your yeah. house to the street upgraded. It throws the whole thing off. It's bullshit. Twilight Imperium by itself is like 200 bucks, man. Yeah. Or is that no, the yeah. game? Dice Throne, one of my favorite games of the year. Uh, I mean, I discovered it this year, but it might be older. But so fantastic. Um, Sagrada. Uh, if you get a chance to play Sagrada, it's a uh, game based on stained glass windows where you roll crystalline dice, and both the numbers and the color of the dice have to match patterns on individual cards. Uh, and there's uh, scoring techniques there. It's really very fun, very engaging. What else did we get this year? Hopefully Villainous is good because I just bought the Marvel version. I I have played Villainous. Did you play Villainous over at our house, LT? I played one game, and that was it. So I didn't really have too good a feel of it. But I figured since you brought it out, Mike, it must have been pretty good. So I bought the... The, the Marvel version since it was on sale on Amazon. Well, that's why I bought it. It was on sale at Target. It was like 15 bucks. So I was like, oh, I'll pick up Villainous, which is an okay game. But again, that's you're, it's it's a little weird because you're playing against the other people um, yeah. while you're trying to playing the Marvel or, you excuse me, the Disney villains. Um, it's It's still fun. Uh, but you really have to, if you want to make sure you you don't lose, you really have to keep on screwing the other players. You're a villain. What else is yeah. there to do, man? Come on. Can you be Hook? I like Hook. Yeah, you can totally be Hook. Yeah. All right, all right. All right. Uh, and, Mike, we played, what was the, what's the precursor to Gloomhaven called? Something at the... Something oh, Jaws there. of the Lion. And that was actually more fun than playing Gloomhaven because it slowly teaches you the rules. It's a prequel to Gloomhaven, so I think if we do that campaign, going through Jaws of the Lion, I think that'll open up Gloomhaven for us to play. So I played the trial period 
So it's like the first two scenarios of the digital version of Gloomhaven on Steam, which passes you through the tutorial how to do everything. Uh, and it's extraordinarily faithful to the game, from what I've been told. So we could all get Gloomhaven on Steam and not have to be around the same table to do that. Don't get me wrong, I love being around the same table. But honestly, if we're at the same table, I'd rather be playing D&D. Yeah, you just, I just saw $200 just flush itself down the toilet because yeah. I own the big box. It's 40 man. 40 bucks Times five. No, no, I'm saying that the $200 board game I bought right. just yeah, flushed itself down yeah. the toilet. Yep. Fuck all of you. I don't care how much you guys have to spend. <laughs> all right. I'm going with, I'm going in. It's, it's a, it's a quick, it's a quick one for me and my, uh, my, uh, my dodge out here. And it's, it's totally self-serving. So we've, this year we saw a lot of different shows, producers, writers. We saw everything from sort of the, uh, a, a crystallized, back but painted version of fantastic animation from what if we've seen classic animation from young justice we've seen sort of a dark but budgetary version of dc and doom patrol anywhere from the the highest budgets we saw from sort of the marvel tv shows so if you took any of that genre creator writer group and you had to have one of them create top ten from a comic book to a medium. Where do we go? I'm going to go with the people who are producing The Boys. Okay. Because I no, you know what? I think it's. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. As soon as I said it, I knew I'm wrong. You don't go live action with top ten. You yeah, go that's animated. Tough, man. You go animated no, because you, go with the what if. you got so many Easter eggs you can put in the background. Yeah. Go with the what if people. Yeah, I would be buying a big screen TV just so I could watch top ten cartoons so I could pick out all the shit in the background. I, I read what if comic books like I was playing fucking Where's Waldo. Like I would go grid by grid, like finding all the little shit in the background. And I would do that with a TV show. Like the Flash's sneakers ad that's on some of the subways and shit like that. It's just so good. Uh, I I mean, think with, what if I, did such a good job that I think I think that's where I would go. My only step past what if for me is the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. Which yeah, I think, so. honestly, is both the best movie and has been the best medium for a Marvel product I have seen the past 10 years. Yeah, but the animation doesn't lend itself to that universe as well. Because, really? Really, because like, the Kingpin was a door with a head on it. And, I mean, that was great for the Spider-Verse, and it was great for that one, but I think that would pull me a little bit out of, what, uh, out of top 10. Okay. I think I wanted a little more human. Even even the characters that aren't human at all, I wanted a little more down there. But what if 
didn't stick to one tr- one specific genre I of animation. No. Well, uh, no, they did a pretty good. No, they were they, pretty consistent. They, they they kept some consistency, but they did kind of change things up a little bit here and there. Yeah, it, it was pretty minor. Like it, it, it had like it had sort of homages to like the Fleischman animation. It had homages to different styles. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like, mean, I'm dancing on the head of a pin between Spider-Verse and What If for the animation for Top Ten. And honestly, I just, every time I think about it, I think of what I, how I would picture King Peacock. And whatever would make him look the best, that's what I would have to go with. That's got to be What If. That's got to be, that's be a, that, that's it for me in yeah. that series. Uh, I'm thinking of the dog character. Like, I want him to be believable. Sorry, I want, yeah. I want Sarge to be. I want to believe. So I want Sarge to have that emotional impact that he had on me in the comic book. So if you're wondering what top ten is, that's America's best comic top ten. If you haven't read it, what's wrong with you? Go out and read it. We'll have to do. You know what? Next year or this year, I should say, we're gonna have to start a book club again, where we just choose a book and a comic book, and we all read it and do a little um, review of it. Yeah, yeah. we should do a monthly that. free next year, this year. Yeah, a monthly free book club. We'll do a podcast, or we just we'll just actually invite people on. Well, we should open a Discord channel. The comic and, book uh, club. Yeah, the comic club. The comic book club. Club. I'm in. I'm in. You got me, buddy. Well, we're gonna do this. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can't really do front of lot box, back of lot box. That was a little bit of a tangent. So let's kind of wrap it up, guys, with our uh, plugs. Uh, we got Pentagon coming up. Uh, we've yeah. applied for all the panels. We've already had a couple of people say they want to do stuff with us. Uh, we we've also oh. seen a couple of people say they're going to bail because they don't have a mask mandate yet. Yeah. Well, Florida, Florida right now is up 900. As I looked this morning, 948% bump in COVID cases. But I think it's going to come way down. Like, everyone thinks it's going to come way down because everyone's going to have COVID at some point, and then we'll have a little bit of going around. We'll finally have that going for us. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've seen uh, not just a friend of the podcast, you know, Tammy Lino, but several other folks say if they don't have a mask mandate there and they let unmasked people in, they're backing out of the con. I don't know if Steve will buckle on that one. Probably not. Probably not. I hate to see all those people bail out. And God, God, I don't want to be the only guy here again this year. I don't want to stay at the most Western. Don't make no. me stay at the most Western again. I know, I've already paid for the flight now. The Airbnb, I'm going. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely going. going. We Thank we Christ. might not do the con. We're going whether it's a good idea or not. Yeah. <laughs> I might be drunk in Pensacola that weekend and not the con, but I'm going to be there. We're going to just hang out with Diane. Diane, what are we doing? For that. All right, fine. Uh, anybody else have anything to plug? Uh, I would like to thank Kirby Crackle for providing our geek rock music every week. You can check him out at kirbycracklemusic.com. Thank you, guys. And if you're wondering, because you're watching this on YouTube, I didn't hear any music, it's because I'm a lazy producer. You can check out our podcast wherever podcasts are available. We have it there. Podbean, Stitcher, blah, 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 oh, blah, blah. Nice. Go find us. And if you're listening to our podcast, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Every once in a while, I upload a video of us just ranting like this. 
Um, and sometimes we actually have unique videos, too, like the origin of people. But, again, horrible producer. So if anybody out there wants to be a producer for us this year, go ahead and write to us at luckybastard at thelongboxguys.com. Looking at you, Chip Zanarski. Yeah. Yeah, he's not busy. He doesn't seem busy. Tommy, anything you want to plug? I'd like to plug geekorthodox.com. GeekOrthodox.com Hello, masked Tammy. GeekOrthodox.com for verifying t-shirts and other geeky things such as stained glass prints, Johnny Skywalker rocks glasses, t-shirts, baseball caps, you name it, they got it. They even got socks for Christ's sakes. Socks. socks. GeekOrthodox.com all right, and I'd like to plug our, our Twitter account. Uh, go look us at uh, the Longbox Guys. Uh, we sometimes talk about uh, things that are going on this week. Uh, I sometimes write about wrestling because I'm a big wrestling nerd, and some people engage me on that forum, and uh, that's okay. I will engage. I will not stop. Uh, we also talk about uh, pop culture things every once in a nod, so uh, take a look at that. And, uh, of course, we already talked about our Patreon page. We yeah. love it when you guys do that. And I don't know anything about it yet, but I have Emily Dickinson's TV show on my watch list, and this is the house I grew up in, if you're watching on YouTube. And in this house, Emily Dickinson's uncle uh, lived, and her only living portrait was found in my attic. So if you uh, get a chance to watch that show, and if you happen to see anything in lovely Munson, Massachusetts, let me know, because I would like to see that. She, she did occasionally summer in that house, correct? Uh, basically every summer, yeah. yeah. She spent her summers at my house. Mikey, what's this podcast like to you, buddy? It's like drunk history, but for comics. Tommy, sweet, sweet Tommy, any last words for us? My God, if you haven't gotten your shot yet, what's wrong with you? You should be on shot three by now. Catch up. Catch up. Josh, you got shot three in there? Oh, yeah. I've been boosted like a motherfucker. Boosted like a motherfucker. So Pensacola is your, per- is your sector? Pensacola will be my sector. Damn right it will be. Don't forget what I always say. Don't dismiss me and uh, hate on what you hate. Uh, just promote what you love, and you'll live a lot longer. Yeah. 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 Yeah, boy. Yeah. Thank you for the blog, guys. Yeah.